Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. talk some sports so good to have you here josh bertaccini in studio it's the real nwhab as we get this bad boy going and up and off the ground on a monday that is the uh what the 12th of february 2024 and so into the future we go and a little bit of snow coming down right now as we speak i i, I wasn't paying too close attention so the weather forecast, you know, the whole Super Bowl thing that we'll talk about here in just a couple of moments, certainly at length today, Eric E. Money Hilled, 740 live from Kansas City, where they have not gone to sleep yet since their Super Bowl victory just about eight, nine hours ago. But E. Money's going to step up and get in the mix with us anyway. I mean, you'll love to see it coming up at 740 this morning. Bobby Swafford at 805, Arkansas Activities Association. We got some State tournament stuff to get caught up on. Of course, plans around the corner for the championship games in Hot Springs. The Team B Media is going to be a part of two. So details to come on that here just around the corner. Bobby Swafford, 805. You know, he was hardcore into that Super Bowl last night. And I'm sure making that nasty pistachio pineapple cottage cheese dish of his too. I mean, that's Bobby Swafford, man. He's a quirky kind of guy. Not that we're not here in Team B Media Land. Thank you so much for hanging out here today. Hope you had a good night and a quality weekend. And you're getting after it today. Now, schools around the area are having some issues here today because of the slick stuff. In the morning, you get it. The buses, you want to be smart. You don't want to push the envelope if you don't have to. And so uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily... A school uh, closing kind of day everywhere in Northwest Arkansas, but certainly in some places. And so on the 2nd of February, where it's mostly been a warm winter, mostly temps in the 60s and 70s, we've still gotten a handful of days in there where things have been uh, just difficult. Bentonville canceled uh, for the day. So they are out of the mix and calling it early. You got lots of other News and info to pass along on the school front. Rogers is closed. That's official. That we're double-checking moments ago. Springdale schools are going AMI. So closed, yes, in person. But alternative method of instruction in place for the Springdale schools today. I see nothing on Fayetteville here. Not on my uh, school closing and delays list. And Fayetteville was leaning into the closings and cancellations a little more a month ago when we had the ice, they were not hesitating. But Fayetteville is open as of this morning. 
Uh, you got kind of you got a hit and miss here. Elkins is closed. Gentry is closed. Gravit closed early today. Huntsville closed. Uh, we can go through this list a little bit more later on as more schools become available. Shiloh is doing a delayed start. What else do I want to throw at you? All right, Westford closed too. That's where we're at this morning. A little bit of a snow day as we get a couple of inches. Temps are not crazy cold. So I don't know how much of this stuff's going to hang around at all. In fact, if we do climb out of the, what, the 32, 33 degree range we're in this morning and get it up to around 40, 42 this afternoon, I don't think we're going to have any snow tonight on the roads. But, you know, good. That would help. All right. Um, a semi-snow day as we get it going. But we got to be here with you talking sports. Post-Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. Question of the day is up already. Was that the greatest Super Bowl of all time? You know, as somebody who grew up through a lot of Super Bowls that were not good, that were not very competitive, I feel like we're living in the day and age of much, much better, uh, just more enjoyable games. And we've had so many years here of late where the games themselves have just been, you know, awesome. And I think last night's game fits into the box of awesome. Absolutely. You had yourself a back and forth between two teams who were really the best teams all year. Certainly San Francisco looked like it all year. Chiefs had to refine their swagger down the stretch and into the postseason, but they did. And you meet up in Vegas, a place that never seemed like it needed a Super Bowl before, but you had one last night. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good event. Good television, commercials, Weren't trying too hard, by and large. A lot of funny ones out there. I like the Uber commercial with the people remembering each other, not remembering each other. Jen Aniston, Stiff and David Schwimmer. That was that was so funny. Uh, you had Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady. Some tribute to Boston and the Dunkin' Donuts crew. That was kind of funny. Um, I enjoyed a lot. I enjoyed a lot of them. The commercials were good. Usher wasn't bad. I didn't realize I knew. A couple more Usher songs than I did. A little surprised he saved Yeah with Ludacris till the end. I might have opened with that, but I'm not a set late a setless curator, so I don't I don't get consulted on that front, but I enjoyed that too. Oh yeah. And then there's the game. This was a good football game. Back and forth between two teams that again know each other well. Nobody ran away with it. It looked for a little while there, like San Francisco. Might go into wrecking ball mode after they jumped out to a 10-0 lead halfway through the second quarter. You had a little trickery out of Kyle Shanahan's crew after a, a very defensive kind of game early on. That saw Jake Moody briefly set the all-time longest field goal in a Super Bowl record at 55 yards. So 3-0 Niners after one. Quarter number two. Again, Chiefs offense sluggish. This Super Bowl was a lot like the matchup between these two teams from four years ago, it just played out so similarly. And it felt, you know, momentum-wise, very similar too. But McCaffrey from Jawan Jennings off of a little wide receiver throwback action. Then McCaffrey cut it up. It looked like this might be the Niners' night. Chiefs get down the field after squandering an opportunity earlier on a fumble inside the 10. They get a field goal at the break. It's 10-3. You're thinking Niners have the lead, but the Chiefs are right where they want to be. Usher does his thing. 
You come out of the locker room and again, just very defensive in the third quarter. Kansas City gets another Butker field goal. This is the new Super Bowl record from 57. I thought that was an interesting decision by Andy Reid there on a fourth and what was it? Three or four. And it shows you how much confidence obviously he has in Harrison Butker is one of the best kickers in the league, but he lets it ride from 57 yards out and a laser low line drive. That was like a soccer kick. That thing just soared at a very low altitude. And not only was it cash money, good right down the middle from 57, that sucker would have been good from 70. And that was a rocket at least 65. And so you're doing the math. You're like the chiefs got within four there. What's Andy Reid doing? Well, he's continuing to apply the pressure to Kyle Shanahan. And I think the vibe was if we keep doing that here long enough, he's going to crack at some point. And it looked like they might find a way around it. So it was 10, six there. The chiefs get a super bowl fluke play uh, from the football gods, you know, on the punt that ricochets off of looters right ankle special teamer for the Niners. What are you doing there? Underneath the football, you got to be aware of that there. It hits him in the foot. At first, if you're watching it live, you're thinking that's a terrible play by McLeod, who was going to let it go, apparently, kind of waving it off. And then the last second dives on it and causes a fumble. It looked like a, just a panicky, terrible play by him. Upon further review, he was trying to bail his teammate out. That was a heads up play by McLeod. Now, instead of, you know, trying to pick the ball up, he probably should have fallen right on it. But he had the right idea. Just a a horrible break for the Niners and their fans. They were still up, still in control of the game. And instead, uh, Kansas City gets golden field position inside of San Francisco's red zone. One play later, Patty Mahomes starting to heat up at that point, hits Valdez Scantling for a 16-yard touchdown. And um, you know, after an INT early in the third quarter, which was not a great decision, mostly pristine football out of him uh, the rest of the way. So it was 13-10 Chiefs. After all that, felt like the Niners should have been up by way more. But you go to the fourth quarter, and it's a battle. And again, special teams tended to lean Kansas City's way in this football game. Jawan Jennings catches a touchdown pass from Brock Purdy there early in the fourth. Purdy gets himself one on the board. And uh, 16-13 is your score. But then Moody's extra point is blocked. And it was a bad kick right in the line. Made it a three-point game, which was huge. So that the Chiefs at the end had to only get a field goal and not a touchdown. So they stay in the game and they tied it 16 apiece. Bucker was huge for them in this game. He nails his third field goal from 24. Niners had a chance to run the clock out late. Couldn't do it. And really, that, that was a big story for them in this game for San Francisco was their inability to convert once they got down close inside the red zone. Moody puts them up with a buck 53 left from 53 yards. How about Moody? Good from 53 and 55 in the course of this game. Also kicked one from 27 in overtime, but that extra point looms large. So 1916 Niners Chiefs have to go the length of the field with no margin for error. They do as they get down the field, 11 plays and 65 yards. And you're thinking, here we go again. They're going to win it at the at the buzzer. No, they settle for a game-tying field goal from Harrison Bucker, 29-yarder, ice water in his veins. And for just the second time in Super Bowl 
history. We go to overtime and somebody's got to explain the rules of overtime to me because we're changing it seemingly every year or two. And I don't know what we're doing half the time. I'm not sure Jim Nance and Tony Romo were sure what we were doing either. Frankly, I'm not sure the officials knew because they go out there, the guy, the lead ref's got his mic turned on. He's like, all right, each team's going to get a possession no matter what. I'm like, okay, unless there's a defensive touchdown or something. Oh, okay. So we know that if a defensive team like picks a pass off and scores game over, but to both teams really get a possession in overtime, I don't believe that to be the case. I think we're doing the Josh Allen rule, right? When the Bills fell short to the Chiefs in the playoffs a few years ago and there was that kind of knee-jerk reaction that they deserve to at least have one possession in overtime or whatever it was. I don't know. It was unclear when the you know you get the field goal, obviously, to start the thing out of the Niners, and then the Chiefs are driving. If, if the Niners had scored a touchdown that first drive of overtime, I believe the game would have been over. I believe it would have been over. You didn't hear Nance or Romo say that once on that drive. So they're kind of confused. I mean, pick up a rule book. Ask somebody in the booth to go look, look it up, go talk to somebody. But they didn't know. The only time I heard a mention there was after they kicked the field goal. You hear Romo like, oh, they could have won the game there. Okay. So we're not clear what the rules are because we're changing them a little much. But that shows you how infrequently the Super Bowl goes to overtime. Almost never happens. Second time ever. So we're in OT. Niners get a field goal. Back in the day, that would have ended the game. Not these days. Chiefs get the ball. And after a, a clutch up against it, you know, 11 play, 65 yard drive. How about a 12 play, 75 yard drive there in overtime? They faced a third and one. They faced a fourth and one on their own 35. They did not QB sneak it. They did their Chiefs version of it out of the gun with a fake to the man in motion. And then Mahomes takes it over edge for 10 yards. Look, Mahomes is clutch every time he needed to be last night. And uh, as the first quarter ran out, again, confusing. Are we playing with time? Are we playing in the first quarter? And then this idea will go to the second quarter and we're going to carry timeouts over to the second quarter. Doesn't really make sense when you're going possession against possession. I don't really understand the clock thing. But um, that said, the Chiefs get down the field. Patty Mahomes keeps it moving. And right as the first quarter is about to end there of overtime. The fifth quarter of play, Mahomes hits the unlikeliest of Super Bowl game winner heroes. McCole Hardman, who had a good game last night with three catches for 57 yards, a three-yard touchdown catch. He said afterwards, I blacked out. I didn't even remember it once I scored. But uh, that was the winner, and that was the final score. Chiefs win it 25-22, to 22, and uh, it was a great game. Defensive battle. Close the whole way through. It's on the very short list of best Super Bowls ever. That Titans-Rams Super Bowl was a barn burner. Um, yeah, that Patriots comeback against the Falcons was a great one. To me, the Giants and the and the Bills back, you know, in 91, Gulf War era, Michael Jackson doing the halftime performance, and then you had a 20-19 to win for the Giants in a thriller that came down to a final field goal that was missed. That's still right there. This game I saw last night is up there. It's up there. And Mahomes, your MVP for the third time, tying Joe Montana for the second most Super Bowl MVPs ever. He's only 28, y'all. Only been a starting quarterback in the league for six years. It's incredible.
How about Mahomes? 333 passing yards last night, 66 rushing yards. That is 399 yards of total offense out of him. Pacheco was great in the playoffs, 92 yards of total offense on 24 touches. He caught six passes. Rasheed Rice came on. Travis Kelsey was huge in the playoffs, 9 for 93 out of him last night. So um, just when you thought that Chiefs offense maybe didn't have enough weaponry, they find a way again. And they were a little loose with the football, but five fumbles for the Chiefs in the game. You only lose one of them. Very fortunate there. Pacheco's fumble early inside the 10 was the only one you lost. Uh, Carl Loftus and Reed get a couple of sacks, I guess a half one apiece for the Chiefs. That defense, though, that's secondary. Played so well, I thought, in the game. Brock Purdy, not a great game. Uh, he's a good quarterback, but he's small. When you bring pressure on him from both sides and that line even flinches a little bit, he's scramble mode. And Purdy, not a great game. 23 of 38 passing. 255 yards, did throw a touchdown, didn't have a pick, ran only three times for 12 yards, seemed very limited, bottled up in the pocket. McCaffrey was great for San Fran, 30 touches for 160 yards, eight catches for McCaffrey, including that touchdown catch. But Debo Samuel playing with a dinged up hamstring, three catches for 33, was not his usual self. Also ran three times for eight yards, didn't really have the burst. Ayuk three for 49, Jawan Jennings, uh, becomes first player ever with a touchdown pass and catch in a Super Bowl. He was really the biggest weapon for San Fran on offense all night. Sacks for Young, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, and Javon Hargrave, three of them in all for San Fran on Mahomes. And Jair Brown had that pick in the middle of the field on Mahomes that, uh, that didn't really amount to too much. Two fumbles in the game, both lost. Look at that. San Francisco fumbles twice, both lost. McCaffrey and Luter. Kansas City fumbles five times, only loses once out of those five fumbles. It's kind of incredible. And uh, that play there with Luter and McLeod, that fumble loomed large in this game. At Allegiant Stadium, where Mahomes is now 5-0, and the Chiefs win their fourth Super Bowl all-time, three in the last five years, which is kind of unbelievable. And uh, man, oh man, oh man, was it, uh, was it an enjoyable game. The whole way through, and absolutely positively um, enjoyed every bit of it. I'm sure you did too. And now, unfortunately, what happens? The Super Bowl is the end of the road for us here. Football goes off a cliff and we see things in more of a baseball kind of light starting up this weekend, Raceback Baseball. Question of the day today. Was that the greatest Super Bowl of all times? Was that the greatest Super Bowl of all times. Yes or no? And if you give me a no, which is totally fine, if you give me a no, then tell me why you're going no. Like what, if that wasn't the greatest Super Bowl ever, then what was? And we'll do it that way. All right. A lot going on. Great to have you here. And we're rocking and rolling. On a Monday, it's kind of a snow day today. It's kind of a snow day. Officially, unofficially. A lot of different places too. So uh, keep that in mind. All right. Uh, Be smart out there on the roads. If you are out and about, make good decisions and get wherever you're going in one piece. All right. Uh, It is 33 degrees. Head over high of 42. Snow coming down, expecting a couple of inches of accumulation. Let's take our first break of the morning. We'll come back. Real NWAJB with you post Super Bowl edition. And we got some hog hoops to discuss as well right after this. 
A to Z Golf Powers has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Y'all are ripping it up. Thanks for finding us here. Podbean streaming it live globally. Of course, the real NWHAB.com. You got YouTube on the people's post game shows as we get that going. And just a lot of different ways to connect with the program. Of course, podcasts proliferating throughout the audio universe Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart. What am I forgetting here? So many ways to tune in and uh, do it how you need to do it and do it when you want to do it. And if today is not happening for you in morning drive because of the snow and the rest of it, and you're listening back later, you know what? Good for you. You know what I have here? It's a newspaper. Believe that? It's a newspaper. One of the things that did not get mentioned, of course, in our Super Bowl monologue breakdown there out the gate, straight green laws. We get to them some headlines here. Local product, Fayetteville Purple Dog. State champ at high school, of course, played for the Razorbacks. Dre there in the first quarter, already had three tackles, looked very active. Niners were coming out after a possession change on defense, and Dre Greenlaw 
just pushing off very lightly, just running out on the field with his teammates, goes down in a heap as soon as that happened. Um, you knew it was something Achilles related. And at least you thought it was. And indeed it was left leg. They took him to the sideline. They put him in the blue tent. They uh, they examined it. Dre was in tears there because I think he knew he wasn't going to be able to get back into the game. You know, more than anything else, he wanted to be out there with his teammates in that one. And I think it hurt San Francisco an awful lot. You also had Kittle dinged up off on throughout the game. Now, both teams have injuries. It's football. I'm not making excuses. I'm just recapping what happened. And Trey Greenlaw's injury did not help San Francisco at all. Certainly not in the pass coverage and not in the, the uh, you know, emotion department. They end up bringing out the medical cart to take our boy Dre out of the game. That was that was literally the worst thing that could have happened there. One of them. Um, so tough ending for him. Trey now over two in the Super Bowls. Kyle Shanahan over two in the Super Bowls as well. And I thought afterwards, you know, Patty Mahomes with Tracy Wolfson right in his face. You know, is this a dynasty? Is this now a dynasty that you guys have created? And he's point blank like. You know, it's getting there. It's getting there. We're trying to go for three in a row next year. Of course, no team in Super Bowl history has ever won three consecutive Super Bowls. You've had three in four years. Clearly, the Chiefs have now had three in five years. You've never had at the same time that many at once in a row for one organization. Chiefs now have four all-time. Now, the record, of course, is six. So you got the Steelers and the Niners up at six. Niners were trying to be the first team to seven. But the Chiefs are fast approaching that number. And with Patrick Mahomes, one of the great quarterbacks of all time, already with three rings to his credit, I don't think Kansas City's stopping here anytime soon. I don't think Andy Reid's retiring, do you? Nah. Other items... As we continue here in our Arkansas Razorback land, you had a couple of couple of basketball storylines certainly to talk about from throughout the weekend. Arkansas over Georgia and Devo Davis back into the mix of Bud Walton Arena, kind of both in one. But the Hogs did win a basketball game. It has happened before. I realize that, but we didn't talk a lot about that game on Friday. It took a half hour to get there. Here post-Super Bowl. Makes sense, even here in Fayetteville. But a nice win for Arkansas against a Georgia team that's not great, but plays hard for Mike White and uh, has some talented players. I mean, Abdur Rahim, who apparently just does not play well against Arkansas. Shewa, Kane. I mean, Georgia's got some hustle, guys. But uh, And they stayed in this game. Very gritty performance by them. But how about Arkansas? Mixing and matching and L. Ellis playing 37 minutes. I know we talked about this people's post-game show on Saturday night, but man, oh man, did you piecemeal this thing together and do it differently in a lot of different ways than you have in the past. Ellis looked like he was a forgotten man. Didn't even play last game. Rumors were maybe a a one-game suspension. I don't know. But Ellis was great. Hit a couple of huge three threes, three to six from three. Where has that been? Six of 11 from the floor, 15 points, five boards, three assists, he was Arkansas's best all-around player. Keon Menefield back off the scrap heap. 31 minutes for him, 6 of 11, 15 points, 4 boards. If he could figure out where the out-of-bounds line is, he would get rid of a lot of his turnovers. He had five turnovers in the game. Three of them were stepping on the end line. 
Can't be stepping on the end line, Keon. But he looked like he had the bounce back in his step. Tremont Mark played basically the whole game. Didn't have a great game, only eight points, but a threat every time he has the basketball. Missed a couple of big free throws late. But by and large, this was a guard-heavy attack at Arkansas. Debo Davis back in the mix after his second departure from the team. Got a loud ovation from the crowd when he was the first one off the bench just three minutes in. The sparse crowd at that. 12, 13,000 probably there in the house at Bud Walton Arena. Of course, they call it a sellout, but we got a Razorback team that hadn't given you much to write home about. Debo played great defense all game. That was more of what you thought you'd get out of Debo this year. Finished with only four points. Hit his one and only shot at three right after he checked into the game and then didn't take his shot again. Uh, hit, a, hit a free throw. One and two from the line. Finish with four rebounds. Go along with his four points and three assists. Plus minus eight. Plus eight to lead the team. And all of a sudden, Arkansas has got a little bit of life back in it. Held on when you could have lost that one late. You win 78-75. Get your record at three and seven in the SEC. Improved to 14 and three against Georgia all-time in Fayetteville. And now you got a really important game coming up on Saturday night against Tennessee, a Tennessee team that lost to Texas A&M on Saturday. Other SEC finals, Alabama blasted LSU by 17. South Carolina beat Vandy by 15. Florida over Auburn, 81-65. That was a little bit of an upset. Gonzaga, unranked, beat Kentucky, 89-85. Cats have come falling back down here of late. And Mississippi State thrashed Missouri. So you look at the standings. South Carolina is 9-2 and and in first place in SEC men's hoops. 21-3 and overall. When the top 25 comes out today, I think it's South Carolina is like number 12 in the country. Alabama, 8-2. Tennessee seven and three, Auburn seven and three, Florida, Kentucky both six and four, A and M also six and four and still alive, and you got to go way down to get to Arkansas three and seven and twelfth place in the league. Vanderbilt one and nine, Missouri zero and ten. Hogs play Tennessee, who's ranked sixth in the country at least until today's poll comes out. Probably going to slide down to ten or eleven. But Arkansas plays Tennessee 8 o'clock in two nights. Wednesday night, Valentine's night, Valentine's evening. And uh, it's an 8 o'clock game, so it's a late night tilt. Hogs desperately needing defining wins, things to hang their hat on. And if you get this win, you'd be 4-7. and seven. And then you got road games coming up at Mississippi State and Texas A&M. Maybe you find a way to split those, get to 5-8. and eight. I still think there's a path to... Somewhere close to 500 in the SEC for this team. I don't think that'll be enough for an NCAA bid. You're probably going to have to win the SEC tournament if you're Arkansas to make the NCAA tournament. I believe that's the case. But it's a lot better. Feels a lot better when you're talking about a dub as opposed to another L. So it certainly was on the postgame show on Saturday night. So 3-7 and seven for Arkansas. Tennessee, 8 o'clock Wednesday night. And then Mississippi State coming up on the road on Saturday at 1 o'clock. We'll have the postgame show for you at 3.15, just minutes after the game. Wraps up. So that's what you got going on there. Women's basketball team had Florida dead to rights, but let them off the hook late. Bad fourth quarter out of them. And uh, they'll play Tennessee coming up tonight on the road. Good luck with that. What, 500 in the league for the ladies? They look like they're going to make the tournament this year. 
Can they win a tournament game? I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else? NHL back after the All-Star break. NBA four days away from the All-Star break. Last night, Thunder over the Kings, 127-113. to 113. Oklahoma City in that mix of four or five teams for the top of the West. How about 38 for SGA? Off the bench, Isaiah Joe hit his only three. Five points for Jalen Williams, who played 22 minutes in that game. Malik Monk, the Bentonville product, 26 points off the pine. I mean, he's one of the best six men in the league. But the Thunder win by 14. Celtics go on the road. They beat the Heat by four, 110 to 106. And um, Jordan Walsh on the active roster for Boston did not get in the game last night. Loaded schedule tonight. Bunch of teams playing, including my Knicks at Houston. And uh, All-Star game coming up next weekend. And then there's softball, which had itself a nice start to the year, three and one in its tournament in Florida. And baseball starts this weekend, y'all. This weekend. Isn't that awesome? Uh, James Madison, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before the Hogs take it on the road to Arlington for three games coming up. Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Michigan around the corner on that one. But uh, can't wait. Just absolutely cannot wait. To get baseball started, good weather forecast coming up for this weekend, too. Diamond Hogs picked to win the SEC this year by the coaches. What does that mean? Nothing. But it's part of the hype machine. It's part of what's got us fired up right now. All right, question of the day. Was that the greatest Super Bowl of all time? Was that the greatest Super Bowl of all time? Gave you some candidates early. I think it's at least on the short list. Chiefs fans are giddy this morning. None more giddy. Then my man, Eric killed Kansas city aficionado, longtime season ticket holder. He is long tossing in the pen and he will join us right after this quick timeout. It's the real NWAJB. follow, listen, watch, subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it a part of your day. Snow early drive. Careful. Y'all we're right back with e-money after this. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu. The Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's. Celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. 
See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey, folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at BlueKangarooPackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at the Real NWAJB.com. playoff issues but kansas city's you know three hours up the highway not too far just like oklahoma city the thunder that's our regional nba team not the grizz it's the thunder three hours to the west let's go back to kansas city three hours to the north two and a half hours if he money's driving i can testify except i plead the fifth at eric killed on the tweets longtime great friend of mine executive producer of our previous program and he's just become our, our NFL reporter correspondent in KC. I mean, let's be honest. Eric is as much a Chiefs aficionado and insider as anybody. Longtime season ticket holder, too. E-Money, congratulations. Let's start right there. Third Super Bowl in five years for your boys. Have you gone to sleep yet, brother? <laughs> Very briefly. That's just like on a cat nap overnight, but... Um... It's hard to sleep after your emotions are running that high for so long. And man, it was a stressful game, but Peace came out on top. And it's one of those things you look again, as long as Mahomes has time, he's got a chance. Now, you went to the first of these Super Bowl victories, right? I remember, was that the first sure. one? Yes, you went to the first one. So you set the tone. You know what it's like going to a Super Bowl. And and certainly, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on away from the game that can distract. I would have thought Vegas would have been full of distractions. How about the Chiefs and Niners really avoiding that stuff? That didn't really didn't really happen this week. I mean, I think it's I was like, I think one of these teams, uh, they know once they get there, hey, it's a business. Like, let the fans enjoy all the distractions, but we got stuff to take care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of you didn't see anything like with players getting in trouble or, um, you know, Doing anything dumb out in Las Vegas because certainly there's a lot of temptation out there. I'm sure. 
You didn't hear any of that. All you heard was, uh, you know, the, the the two teams focused on uh, on getting a ring. And San Francisco, for its own reasons, Kansas City, for its own reasons. Niners are really just trying to to get one for their crew there. Certainly for Kyle Shanahan, Chiefs trying to trying to get some piece of immortality, really make them cement themselves as a dynasty. Uh, nobody's ever won three in a row. Three in five years in back-to-back. Eric, I'll ask you what Mahomes got asked on national television right after the game. Is this a dynasty for your boys? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's the way the NFL dynasty is signed, I think would be what you kind of laid out there, which is three times in five years. Uh, mm-hmm. now, I guess, was four different teams, and twice. We had the Steelers back in the day, Cowboys in the nineties, and the Chiefs just added themselves to that list. And had something a little be there. And I feel, uh, for like people my age and older, like we'll always have the memories of the Chiefs being bad and then doing this. There's going to be a whole generation of Chiefs fans who all they remember is growing up. The Chiefs were the team. Enjoy it while you can, because it's not going to last forever. I love it. You've kind of become one of the old guys in the room. I mean, that makes me a grandpa in the room if you're an old guy now. But um, <laughs> but okay. I mean, that's fine because you're not wrong. Embrace the wins when you get them. These are these are miraculous stretches for any franchise when you can get them. You have a once in a once in a lifetime player in Patrick Mahomes who, you know, last night just did what he does. E money. Talk about Mahomes if you would for a minute. Uh, we all. Hear about how clutch he is and how great he is, but when you actually watch him play, I can only imagine literally rooting for him as the franchise quarterback for my boys like you get to. But when you watch him play, it's it's almost like you appreciate something new every time. Like last night, E-Money, I was reminded again what a great scrambler he is and how selective a great scrambler he is. Give me a couple thoughts on Mahomes' greatness and what it's like rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, I think you go back to you know other Super Bowls, and you see like he, he has struggles. Like it's not like he's perfect all the way through. The first pass wasn't great. Um, struggling to find the receivers a lot of time. The offensive line wasn't giving him a whole lot of time. You know, the second half and overtime when it mattered most, uh, like the fourth down and overtime. Um, there's a couple of big third down throws that he made where it was just like you, you never think that you're out because he's got the and it's a really common effect to be able to say, you know what, like I really think the best thing possible is actually what's going to happen because we have the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, his, his overtime drive was absolutely pitch perfect. And I think the best part of it was finding a guy who'd been kind of down and out. McCole Hardman coming back from the Jets to the Chiefs had that big fumble in the AFC Championship game. Him being able to catch the game-winning touchdown was, I thought, a perfect cherry on top. I think he had zero catches for the Jets in like four games. He just has to have Mahomes throw him the ball. So that's his deal. The, the way the Chiefs played, it felt so similar to the last time, right? You you kind of let the first half unfold. Your defense keeps you in it. You feel like maybe you should be down by more, but then special teams tips it in your favor. How about that? Your special teams dominated this game for Kansas City, Eric. Yeah, I mean, the the punt where just kind of miraculous that it landed on a guy's heel. Mm. The first replay that we were watching uh, at the house, watching it and you're like, why is this guy going for the ball? And then you see it and it hits off that guy's heel. It had been played by the 49ers return man to try and go for it. The fact that he couldn't get it 
is just that's one of those things. The ball bounced the way of the Chiefs that day. And I think that's something a lot of people will remember forever. But special teams are a huge part of this. And Harrison Butker being a clutch kicker and just icing his veins, making the field goals when he needs to, uh, was Absolutely huge last night. I mean, he's putting his name now as one of the great kickers of all time. That's how good he is. And that that 57-yarder not only set the record E-Money, but, I mean, it would have been good from 65 to 70. That guy is kicking rockets out there. How about Andy Reid's decision to take the three there? A lot of guys would have gone for the fourth and three and played the analytics, but no, he, he trusted Bucker. He got the points on the board, and it came back to pay off when they only needed three to tie at the end of regulation. Yeah, I think you look at that. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, maybe we'd be playing the Lions if someone was doing it different. But right, right. It's it's one of those things. I think in the moment, if you if you have a that you can trust the mentos, you say get on the board. But I think for the Chiefs at that point, a lot of it was just we we're struggling on offense. We got to do something to feel out for halftime. Get points on the board. We'll feel like we're in it. What a win. Pacheco, the Jersey kid, running so hard the whole way through. What a find he was for y'all in the seventh round a couple years ago. If he could just get a little bigger and maybe stay healthy, he's got such upside. It's unbelievable. Um, Kelsey, great again, finding ways to make plays in the fourth. He He's so tough to cover. I thought the Niners did a better job against him, but uh, he still had his way. How many shots did Taylor Swift and Blake Lively and Demi Lovato, and not that they're not nice to look at, but what was that, 30, 40 cutaways? I mean, it was unbelievable how many cutaways we got on TV, right? It was, it was a lot, and uh, it was one of those things where I was like, well, surely they'll share someone else at some point, but I don't really remember. I think I saw Brittany Mahomes once. Maybe Jason Kelsey had his wife told him, like, hey, tone it down. You were part of the conversation for the Bills game, but, like, let's just watch your brother this time. Ooh. I don't know. I'm happy yeah. for that. And, you know, you're on Taylor Swift for being a Chiefs fan now. Well, I will say the one yeah. thing was early on, and this was something my sister pointed out. She's like, where's her Chiefs, like, jacket or shirt? And she was wearing, like, a Travis Kelsey necklace and had the red lipstick. So we're like, oh, that's good. And then, like, late in the second half, she puts on the Chiefs jacket. I'm like, okay, we're good now. But I think over the season, it's one of those things you embrace that she's part of the Chiefs kingdom now, and we're happy to have the world's biggest pop star on our side. I think she and Kelsey might be for real. Starting to buy it a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. This is a little joke I make every once in a while is all the guys that she dated before, like, you know, actors or musicians. She just needed a bro. And Travis Kelsey is the ultimate bro. No question about that. Who was the, by the way, back to the box and the pretty ladies, who was the one really pretty lady with the, she like the black cocktail dress on and the straight hair, kind of the funky haircut. It was a little weird looking. She was really pretty though. I didn't know who that was. She was the only gal in there. I didn't know. Do you know who I'm talking about? It's like the Auburn kind of curly hair. No, that was Blake Lively, right? That was okay. So the black cocktail dress I think you're talking about is Ice Spice. Who yeah. I absolutely did not know who that was until last night. That's, I am that's, old and out of touch with Pop. That's who that was. Okay. She's really pretty. She's really pretty. All right. Um, what else do I want to you hear? So your team wins. Great Greenlaw injury. I mean, oh, oh. 
on the flip, that that's the one thing that didn't go your way or anybody. I know you're a huge Razorback guy. None none of us were glad to see that. Nobody, you never want to see somebody get hurt. But Dre's such a good dude, and I'm not gonna say that's why your boys won the game because it's not. But it definitely didn't hurt you. I mean, Greenlaw is such an emotional leader for them. Eh? Yeah, I mean that was one of those when, when it first happened. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I I feel for the guy and. It was one of those things on like the chief side of it. You're just like, well, that just made things a lot easier because one of their defensive leaders is now out mm-hmm. from a freak injury. And I just hope that he's able to come back and play next year because the 49ers are one of those teams. You look at it. They absolutely have a chance to win the Super Bowl next year. I think they opened as favorites to do it. But really, Dre Greenlaw has to stay healthy for that because I think that was one he looked at. Like, if he's on the field, maybe there's one of those third downs that Chiefs don't convert. Maybe he makes a big play and another ball pops in the air. They get a second interception of Mahomes. There's so many different things that could have happened if he was on the field. But that defense was lights out. They yeah. could have been on another level if he was there. Yeah. Debo not being 100% helped you all too, but that's just the way it goes, man. I mean, it's not like, you know, you haven't had your issues. Omenahu getting hurt didn't help you all leading into the Super Bowl and you win the game anyway. So Andy Reid, wow. What a win for him. He's obviously not retiring. And I mean, you got a chance at three straight next year. It ain't going to be easy though. eh? You know that it won't be easy. Here's the thing is I know after this year, no matter what happens in the regular season, as long as the Chiefs have a crowd at the playoffs, I will believe they have a chance to win the Super Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's- There's a lot. I think really the Christmas Day game losing to the Raiders, that was kind of the moment where it's like, this team is not Super Bowl quality. And then they turned it around the last month and a half of the season. And now they're Super Bowl champions back-to-back. It's unbelievable. It Are you going to go to the parade? I'm going to try. Uh, it's one of those things. The company I work for sells sports retail clothing and stuff. So they kind of want us to stick around when it's like the busiest day of the year for us. But I'm going to see if I can't take some PTO and get out. Eric E. Money Hill. You haven't been to one. You've been to a Super Bowl, but not a parade. Well, you kind of should go, man. I think you should go. I think I, yeah. think I need to go to see the streets and it's like a beautiful voice while they're doing it down the parade route. Yep. It's an experience. Three Super Bowls in five years for the Chiefs. I'll take one from the Jets in the next 50. Like I told you off the air. That's what I'll take. Please? Something. One day, my friend. One day. One day, my friend. Look at Eric. He's like, I'm not giving you that anytime soon. Uh, E-Money, <laughs> at Eric Hill on the tweets. Rockstar. To hop on with us for a few minutes today. Definitely get that up on the Post Show podcast, too. Love you, E. Have a great day. Congrats, okay? Talk to you soon, buddy. Love you, TJB. Go Hawks. Go Chiefs. There you go. What a win for E-Money and the Kansas City Chiefs. And you can hear the happiness and the... Uh, 